As a warning, adult content might be in this show. A lot of this is freeform. Swearing happens. And if that offends you, or you have little ones around, or I don't know, whatever it may be, don't play this in that atmosphere. Other than that, fucking enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 54 of the EFP podcast. Uh, I hope you had a good new year. I hope everything is okay. I hope everyone's staying safe. And uh, I want to talk about something that I think happens in every skill-based game. Dogpiling. Gaming and BS, and I know Nerdarchy, and I believe even um, WebGM all talked about this at some point in time, but I feel I have a different opinion. Dogpiling is an inherent problem in skill-based tabletop RPGs. Everyone wants their turn. Everyone wants that spotlight. But there are ways to not let it take over and absolutely destroy your fucking game. And we're going to talk about it. So here's here's what we're going to do. I'm going to break down the topics like always. We're going to go through them. And then at the end, instead of me just giving you tips and tricks, I'm going to ask you guys to call in. There's people who listen to this show, I see the numbers, and I want you to call into the show using Anchor. It's really easy to do. You can either do it through the website, if that's where you listen, or you can do it through the iPhone app. You simply click that button and call in with how you handle dogpiling in your game. Now, on to the topics. So the topics for dogpiling are going to be, what? The cause, directing traffic, my solution, tips and tricks, closing, and you calling in. Let's get into this shit. What? So what is dogpiling? Dogpiling is what happens when you're in a skill-paced game. Things like D&D, Pathfinder 1, Pathfinder 2, Shadowrun, anything where players make a role to do or understand something or see something. The most common skills that this seems to come around with are going to be perception and noticing things, sense motive. Uh, That is a huge one because everyone wants to know someone's lying to them. And then everyone thinks that they are all paying attention at the same time, that they would have the chance to know if somebody is lying to them or if they should have noticed something in a room. That's part of the problem. Then knowledge is like if you're talking Pathfinder one or two people doing the knowledge uh, for Arcana or recall knowledge, Arcana or Occult, and one person doesn't, someone else goes, I want to do it. I even see this a lot in Cypher System because Cypher System has no limit to the rules. Any, or sorry, to skill checks. Anyone can make a skill check. And this becomes a problem, a big problem, actually. If you think about how often a skill check is made in the average game that isn't a hardcore no- narrative driven game, you really run into people making skill checks every couple of minutes. So, what is it? Well, It's everyone wanting attention. It's everyone wanting a limelight. It's everyone wanting a chance to gain knowledge. And I'm going to be honest, part of it falls on the players. Everything is a divide between both sides of the screen, if you know what I mean. But it really falls on the GM for not controlling 
the pace, the questions, and the call and respond. And by call and respond, I mean you ask a question and that person responds. So you're going to go, hey, make a knowledge check. And someone else will go, ooh, I want to make one, ooh, I want to make one, ooh, I want to make one. Your whole table, like, like doing the wave at a baseball game, all want to be involved. So that's the problem. Let's get into the cause of dogpiling. The cause. The cause, like I said in the previous section, is people wanting to be involved a lot of the times and are wanting their character to have knowledge. Um, and I personally believe a lot of the cause comes from players using skills as a way to barrier their personal knowledge from their character's knowledge. Sometimes this is to not metagame. Other times it's because it's just a topic that they don't know about. For example, when someone is playing a hyper-intelligent character who's a scientist, but in real life, they're not a scientist. They're a, I don't know, an artist. They're probably not going to have that knowledge, and they're going to look to the GM to help them by making a check. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's kind of why it's in the game. But the cause is because the system isn't teaching us to handle it. And as a GM, we on our own haven't figured out how to handle it either. And this becomes an issue uh, that repeats itself over and over and over again to a point of frustration. The cause for perception, for example, and this is probably the number one culprit. So it makes perception check and everyone assumes they're always looking at everything all the time. Everyone wants to make a check. I believe wholeheartedly that that is why passive perception was put into you know, D&D and Pathfinder so that a GM can look at it, check it and see if it's something that they would notice. Are they a man walking into the street or are they fucking Batman? Do they notice things because they're Sherlock Holmes? On my uh, Tuesday night game for our live stream, Nora, my player is observant and really good at problem solving. Kelly is amazing at it. And if you watch the last episode, she gave really good examples of that. But... There are times where she wants to make a check because it is something that I have invented that she as a player does not know. And that's fine. But when the next person pops up and goes, I want to make that check too, this becomes the cause of dogpiling. One on top of another. And then somebody else saying, can I help? And somebody else saying, can I help? As a GM, we get frustrated because you're trying to get this one person usually to make this role. And everyone else wants to have a piece. You have to retrain your players. So let's talk about directing dogpiling traffic. Directing dogpiling traffic. Dogpiling starts quiet. It's the person you ask to make a check. And then the next person says, ooh, I want to make that check too. And then someone pops their head into a room. They weren't even in the fucking scene. And they now want to make a check as well. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, let me make that perception too. Aren't you, Frank, weren't you, aren't you looking at the treasure in the other room? Yeah, 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 but I can hear it. That's perception as well, right? No, Frank, it's not. And then the fourth person, who you didn't even think was in the scene, is now suddenly in the scene, and they want to make that check too. This doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. But part of this is your fault. As the GM, you didn't frame the scene. You let your players start dogpiling. If you would have framed the scene beforehand, that probably wouldn't have happened. How do you direct this traffic? Well, to me, when I start making checks that are important to a scene, I make sure to establish the scene. I establish the scene in a way where people know that 
I'm asking a person to do something. And that scene becomes something that is for them. For example, the scene we're talking about with perception checks, let's say it was for the rogue in the group. And you go, hey, make me a perception check to see if you notice something. Everyone's brain kicks in and they go, ooh, is he going to steal something? Is he going to take something from us? Are we going to lose something or can I help them? And I start with very simply setting the scene. Setting the scene is important. Hey, Craig, you're the rogue in the group. I need you to make me a perception check. If you don't make it, we'll see if anyone else notices. And you start with them and you put the light on them. You've already cut off dogpiling by simply directing the dogpile traffic. You went, you're first in line, I'll get to the rest of you. This is an important tactic and skill you need if you're going to run skill-based games. And it works. It works well. And then let's say that person fails that check. You go, okay, do you want to retry with someone's assistance? And then you can turn to the group and say, who would like to help? When Frank pops his head out of that doorway again and says he knows what's going on, you go, Frank, you're in the other room. If they fail, someone can come get you. And now you got two people who are doing it together. Directing the traffic is as simple as taking back the camera, speaking, and then handing the camera back. You have to frame the scene that they are in. Same for now with checks. If they're in a library looking through books, but only two of them are really people who read, but four of them want to make this recall knowledge check on Arcana, well, you kind of got to ask, hey, how many of you are proficient, trained, expert if you're in Pathfinder, and so on? to set a precedent that you're asking the most experienced person in the room first. What happens if that person isn't in the room, the most experienced? Well, then you go to the next person and say, do you want to make this check and have the chance of failure? Or are you going to go get the person you know knows how to do this? And maybe help them. You take a lot of the guessing and problems out by doing this. So how do you direct dogpiling traffic? Simple. You tell them how you're going to handle the skill challenges and checks involved. But there's more to this. So let's get into my solution for things. No crazy bumper this week, everyone. Real simple. Thank you so much. And if you are not following Eric Frankhouse Presents, we do a few things. I have the Patreon where I put out Athantia Dark Tides in a growing google Docs, so you can see how it grows as we do the live show and if you want to check our live show go to twitch give us a follow at eric frankhouse presents every first and third tuesday of the month we do our live show at 7 30 p.m cst pre-show at 7 10. the following two weeks on those tuesdays the second and the fourth tuesday of the month we do side quest over on youtube Give us a follow there as well. Eric Frankhouse presents. We branded the same thing every before to make it nice and easy for you. So what's my solution? Well, the solution comes from experience on my end. I think, I think the thing that GMs forget is you're there to direct that traffic like we spoke about earlier, but you are also there to give players the moment to do those cool things. And I recommend having a moment where you go, okay, anyone who can make a check in Arcana or anyone who has a perception check of X amount, make a roll. I want to see 
between all of you, if you can piece together everything that's here, because then it becomes a team effort instead of dogpiling. Everyone rolls their dice. You point at somebody at the table or digitally call their name and say, Frank, Craig, and then go around and get everyone's thing and give them pieces of information they uncover. Games like Pathfinder 2E, you can evenly easily use their training. If they're an expert or a master, you can say, if you're a master in perception, make a check. Otherwise, you're just not going to notice this. Then people will go, oh, shit, this is this is really hard to find. Same for your recall knowledge. You're going to need to be at least an expert. Anyone an expert in occult? But you can take that into other games. While your game may not have the idea of levels of training, you can do levels of proficiency, or you can ask if they are proficient in a skill. Or if they have a feat in the skill. I've done that in 5e numerous times. I'll say, do you have advantage in this skill? And they'll go, yeah, I do have advantage. What about the rest of you? No, no advantage. Well, you need advantage for this because this is the only way you have training high enough to do this. Those are really awesome. And then back in my passive stealth episode, I talk about doing passive stealth with that whole 10 plus skill level. You should do the same thing for skills you use frequently. Sometimes I just want to give players information, but I want to give it to the person that it makes sense. I don't want to give arcana information to the priest that they have no training in arcana. And then if you're playing a sci-fi or, or game, this becomes something even more prevalent. I think dogpiling in sci-fi is even worse when I was running Shadowrun. Everybody wants to do everything all the time. No, call out that person. But like I said, look at their level of training. If it's for example, Shadowrun go, does anyone have a dice pool of seven? Yeah, you can make the check. Otherwise, there's no way you're going to do this. Hey, does anyone have cyberware that lets them see long distance? Yeah, you've already cut off the other people and given someone a chance to shine. But as, but as a GM, you should know what those are. Players, help your GM. Maybe two of you talk together and know there's an aid rule. Before anything happens and you're both in a room, you go, well, Frank's going to make the check and Craig's going to assist me because I'm better at it. Boom. Problem solved. And then right after that, the assistant rolls higher than the actual person. I was like, well, oh, well, he was assisting you. That's not how I see that. And as a GM, make the call. Instead of it being one assist the other, make it simpler than that. Make them both roll together. Highest roll is the lead. You could do that in any game. There's no reason to say one person's assisting. It should just be tagged someone out of the two is assisting the other. The higher roll is the one who identifies what's going on, and the other one is assisting them. I think that works really well, unless you're using something like a teamwork feat, where it's more about the weakest person making the roll. Those are my solutions to dogpiling. I think that dogpiling is... Honestly, people just not controlling their game. And also, systems not teaching us how to handle it. So, normally, I would do a tips and tricks part. But instead of tips and tricks, I want you to call into the show. Call in and tell me how you handle dogpiling in your game. Specifically, if you have games outside of just 5e and Pathfinder. Don't get me wrong, I want to hear that as well. But I would love to hear how people handle it in Traveler. How people handle it with, like, kids and bikes. Or Tales from the Loop. Those games have dogpiling as well. How do you handle them in those scenarios? Dogpiling is a problem. But it's a problem, I think, that comes from a lack of training and conversation. And that is something you can fix.
All right, so let's close this down, everybody. We have had a hell of a year. 2021 for EFP has been fantastic. This episode is a little shorter than normal because I expect people to call in so we can lengthen the next. I want to be able to keep these around that 20 to 25-minute mark. And to do that, I want to talk to you. So let's get a bunch of them together. Maybe at the end of each month, I will start doing a call-in show. If you haven't been following me everywhere else, things are getting wild over here at EFP. We have our game every first and third, uh, yeah, first and third Tuesday of the month. On top of being the first and third Tuesday of the month, we have the follow-up that Friday, which is building Merrifield together. Our Twitch has hit a huge height. We're at 450 followers now. We have a map coming this week. There's so much going on. And then let's not forget the side quests on YouTube every week. This week, when I'm recording with Voss, my, one of my best friends, Drew, what I call the magic initiation, where he goes in to see if his character is actually viable to be able to do higher level spell casting. These whole trials came from the idea of the towers in the three schools uh, in Corinth, Dragonlands, and I love those so much that I have ported something similar over to my game. On top of that, this Monday, we have a huge launch. On Norse Foundry's Twitch, I'm going to be doing Cyberpunk 2077. Well, Cyberpunk Red, but we're going to be running it in 2077. I feel everyone knows that set piece from playing it, and I really want to kind of dive into how it how it plays out as an RPG. And the group is going to be playing a rock band that is their cover for actually fighting the corporations. Guest star every week. I can't wait. It is going to be a riot. So stay tuned to all of our channels, myself and Norse Foundry, to see what this is going to be. And the Wednesday after each show, we are going to be doing Scream Sheet Missions, where you help me build the next episode. This is something that's going to be similar to Merrifield, but instead of a town, it's actually going to be you helping me budget and make and do everything we need for the job for fixers in the show. So... Happy 2021. Hopefully this is a calmer year for everybody. I'm I'm excited. We have custom music coming out soon. There is so much. So stay tuned here for all the latest and greatest that we're going to be doing. And also join our Discord. You can find it on our Twitch in the About section. A lot of people having conversations and running games there. We play things together. Like tonight, I think we're playing Phasmophobia. So that's it for me at EFP. And as always, everyone... Watch, listen, learn, be a better gamer.